Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic starting now. You know, one of the reasons why I love doing Exploring the Prophetic is because you get to meet people that really inspire me. And today, someone who really, really, really inspires me is Jenna Winston, who is just has one of the most radical God stories, but is a true prophetic person who sees things in a way that is so makes you feel like the Bible is so real. I love those kinds of people who make you feel like you live in Bible times. And that's what her stories have done for me. And she comes from a life of extreme mental illness and drug addiction, all the way into being the deliverance pastor at Bethel for a season, moved down to LA where she's a speaker, a writer, a podcaster. And Jenna has had such a radical transformation, but brings so many people through deliverance and transformation as well. I've sent so many friends to who are needing breakthrough to her just to, for breakthrough prayer sessions, uh, especially people who've already done, gone on a journey of identity and like they know that there's just something blocking them and they'll go to Jenna and it's a before and after moment for them. That's exactly what they need. So I'm going to get right into the interview because I know for uh, many of you, you're looking for uh, stories like this to inspire you that change is available and ready. And also what we're doing on the end of every season four episode is we're asking the people who are sharing with us, but has there ever been a time where you've missed it or where God, you thought God was talking one way and it didn't work out just because we want to hear people's response. Cause we know 2020, 2021, there's some hard moments for a lot of people across the globe. And we want to learn how we hear from God and how we face disappointments in the prophetic journey, but also how we overcome them. And so I'm excited to ask her about that as well. So stay tuned. I love to create resources that really empower you. And I created a book called Breakthrough Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations, which is all about God's name of breakthrough biblically in the Bible and how we are in a breakthrough moment, a moment that we need God to bring a sudden change in our lives, in our governments, in our finances, in our health. And this book is perfect for you because you're gonna go through about 11 or 12 different areas of prophesying over yourself, praying for your life and declaring the word over your situation and it will bring you breakthrough because God always promises to partner to our prayers and declarations that are biblical based. Plus the prophecies themselves came at a deep time of prayer and meditation with God where he spoke these to me and I wrote them in the book form so that you can wrap your heart and your spirit around it. Along with breakthrough, we also have provision, which is the second book in the series, all about prophecies, prayers, and declarations about bringing God as a provider into your life for every destiny, there's a resource and a provision from heaven for you right now. But we have a special on these books. There's a bundle at only our website, www.bowlsministries.com, just for you. I want to encourage you to get breakthrough and provision now. It's going to help you to rein in 2021 and live in 2021 in the way that you want to. I want to encourage you to get this bundle for you or the people you love especially if you need well-crafted, constructed prayers that help bring spiritual intelligence about how to use the Word of God and the prophetic words you're getting right now. Well, I am like season four of Exploring the Prophetic because I'm having people on who I really 
respect and admire. And one of them is my friend Jenna, who I got to meet several years ago through some mutual friends and a divine appointment. <laughs> and Jenna, <laughs> we're on podcasting. I know. I love it. I'm so excited. How did I get on your podcast before you were on my podcast? That's what I want to ask. Uh, I don't know. I just asked you. <laughs> I just asked I know. you. <laughs> I know. I, well, you're on our list. You were supposed to be asked a long time ago, but, but I don't know. I'm just so glad it happened. Uh, so Jenna, so one of my favorite things about you is that this is exploring the prophetic and uh, that is just kind of part of your DNA, which is you <laughs> see things, you hear things, you've had deep encounters with Jesus that are pretty pretty unmatched by a lot of the people I've heard stories from. But you're so normal, like you're such a normal, fun connector <laughs> of people. And you and instead of doing something in the prophetic that's like super, um, I don't know what how what to say, like it's kind of separating from people. You do deliverance, breakthrough, coaching, counseling like with people to help them to have spiritual breakthrough, which to me yeah. with the type of gifting you have, I love that you've been moved by the compassion heart of God to take things that take people years to get over because they just don't know the truth and you right. help break it down in just a moment. So, okay. I know your story, our listeners <laughs> may not. And so I want to ask what the first part of your story, we don't want to stay on your first part because I actually want to go into modern right. day Jenna, Yeah, but just kind uh -huh. of walk us through, walk us out of what you came out of and into and when you first saved and like walking in the stuff. Yeah. Um, so I definitely come from a childhood of trauma that looked pretty, meaning we went to church. Um, I didn't know God, I knew church. Um, I knew the rules and, but there was a lot of, uh, rape, molestation, um, abuses mm. and, and it was ongoing. Like it was continuous throughout my whole childhood. And, um, and then the responsibility of, you know, the family falling apart when I told what was happening, you know, like a lot of stuff. And then I did the typical poured myself into being a stuck up yuppie cheerleader in high school. <laughs> and, um, you know, like my friends became my life. And, um, and then I turned 18 as a junior in high school, I was still in high school. And I was so ready to just be an adult, because I already felt 35 that I moved to another state and went to high school, had worked at McDonald's and had my own apartment as a junior in high school. And wow. then right after that, I literally met my husband at 18, got married at 19, had Anthony at 20, had Dominic at 21. And all of that trauma stayed inside. Like I, I all of that was inside and I knew how to act the part. I had no identity. My husband, the fact that he loved me was my identity. And, um, but then as years went on and there was, um, infidelities and other traumas and other things happened. And also when I was 18 and decided I was going to go back to church, um, ended up catching my youth leader being extremely inappropriate with one of the young girls. And when I came oh, no. clean to the church, what was happening, they all turned on me and accused me of making it up, which the truth came out later. But by then I was pretty damaged and too late. and. So by the time I turned 28, I discovered pain pills that could take away all of my pain and make me invincible. And I went from um, snappy, freaking out at my kid's mom to, now, honey, that's not okay behavior. And um, really soft and gentle. And I literally, you know, I learned this through inner healing, but I look back now and realize the first time I experienced that euphoria, I partnered with the lie. I'm a better person on this medication. 
It makes yeah. me gentle and soft and loving. And from and then bam, next 10 years gone. The last three years I was actually on the streets. Um wow. and it was actually so bad. People, I mean, like to uh, to people listening, this sounds like a story, but you've got to realize the level of self-hatred and self-destruction. Wow. When you literally when you hit withdrawal, you go to a dentist and fake pain so that you can get your teeth pulled because you know that they'll give you pills and not turn you down because everybody wow. else is turning you down. So hence why the teeth, the teeth journey that I'm on. Um, but which I love. Then, Maybe we'll get there. <laughs> but we um the whole thing is is that I got comfortable in my depravity. And that's why I think it's because of that that I have so much hope for people because I know what it's like to be at the bottom of the barrel, to have hit rock bottom and to like staying there. Because if you stay there and nobody believes in you, then you can't let anybody down. And you're literally feel like you're protecting the world from you. And the fact that you just wow. know you're gonna screw everything up. Wow. So I was comfortable in my depravity and stayed there. And my kids were done with me. Everybody was done with me. I was separate. I was single. I didn't even have an ID or a birth certificate. So I couldn't even get a job. And I was 430 pounds. Well, then I tried to take my life and I literally, this is what, this is another reason why I just have so much compassion for people is I, the last 10 days before my suicide attempt, I literally laid there consciously thinking that every single breath that I took was taking away from someone more deserving. That was oh. literally my conscious thoughts. And so when they pumped 87 Oxycontin out of my stomach and at 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> the most beautiful nurse walks in my room and she says, I'm not supposed to do this. I could lose my job, but God's been telling me for two hours to come in and tell you that he loves you. And if you look up, he's going to pull you out of this. And wow. I mean, everybody knows I'm really raw and honest, but what came out of my mouth was F God. But what that may have been what came out of my mouth, but something broke internally. Like I, it wow. was so supernatural. Something in me broke completely internally and I just started weeping and it started my journey and also just because this part's really important too on the seer side of me is that I'd also been in the psych ward 19 times diagnosed with schizophrenia PTSD manic bipolar and the truth is is as the Lord healed my heart not fixed my behaviors as he healed my heart every single thing that got me diagnosed went away because what happened was I'm just crazy seer feeler i'm a naked eye seer i've been demonically tormented since birth and it wow. all came into alignment and then in a moment i became the authority over it because of the love that i received from jesus instead of enduring it and having to suffer under it so that's why i love helping people identify their gifts and cultivate them so that they're not being tormented through them well, so, and I, well <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to fast forward you at all but one of the things yeah. i love about you is that you know, I think of, you know, some of the people we reached out to through the years, especially here in LA on Skid Row or places. And I remember one time we took yeah. a team down, uh, to San Francisco to the streets and we were just like loving on people. It was an internship that we had. And one of the girls goes, and we didn't know her backstory. One of the girls goes, there's my mom. And her mom was one of the homeless people. And it wow, went from like, yeah. we're like reaching out to people, helping people, you know, like giving them food, trying to pray, get words of knowledge, whatever, to actually oh my God, your mom's here. She hadn't seen her mom in, I think, seven years. I might be wrong about that. Wow. And we go over to her and her mom was completely out of her mind at that moment on yeah. drugs. Yeah. But God snapped her into sobriety when she saw her daughter. 
And yep. we had this time with her. And it wasn't the time she got off the streets. She did get off the streets. It wasn't the moment she got off the streets, though. But it was one of those times where only God could have brought us her at that moment. Right. Where her mom, she didn't know where her mom was in the whole world. And we had so this. And I, I had like a new, fresh perspective as someone who hadn't experienced anything from those lifestyles. I had this fresh experience of like, this isn't just real people. These are our families and friends. These are like, yes. these are real, 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 real people who yeah. have full callings, full deaths. He's like you yeah. and who you are. Like if you didn't exist as Jenna Winston today, we would be so sad. Like all of your friends and family and then everybody you impact would be so, it's like there would be such a gap in wh who yeah. you are and what yeah. you represent. And I think of people who might be suicidal listening right now or people who feel like right. their breath isn't worth it, that it belongs to somebody else, like you right. said. And, and if we just can become who we're supposed to be in God by his love, yeah. The whole world benefits from that life right. and the enemy loves to make us feel. So I didn't mean to go that direction, but I just, oh, I'm no, so I grateful that. for your deliverance. I'm so grateful for you being you because I can't, you're unrecognizable from that person. But right. I love that instead of moving on and not talking about it, you're like, no, let's put this on the table. And I yeah. love that because it's just so, it brings so much hope to people who are experiencing Something right. really hard that the church doesn't like to talk about. So let's go back into you, though. I just wanted to okay. give some rhetoric. No, I love that. I love that. And like, I like when we were talking the other day, and I told you some of those people down there on those streets that you see that are filthy and hitting themselves and screaming and yelling at the air are actually some of the most gifted and anointed people ever. With the biggest. Well, you're an example of it. Not that you were doing that, but you're an example of somebody that again the world would have been done a great disservice yeah. if the enemy won. You know, like I mm -hmm. just love. You're, and you've brought deliverance to so many. It's just, and, and that's the thing that like, I could bring a measure of breakthrough just by maybe gift or heart or compassion, but you have experience and you're like taking those scars and saying, no, you're going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I love Well, that. let's go back into, uh, so you get, okay. you know, radically in this God journey, you yeah. did some rehab stuff. And yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to camp here yeah. for too long, but nope. you end up going to Bethel, like trying to tell that story. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't even, I had never heard of Bethel. I didn't know what it was. I also, which is a church know, I read in California. Yes. Yes. Um, I didn't know that the recovery program that I was in, cause I'd had such a radical encounter with Jesus. I had no idea that it was so bound by fear driven <laughs> um mm. religion and which there's they've changed so much since then it's been beautiful but um my friend said hey do you want to go to the church jesus culture came from and i'm like don't they sing you won't relent like i really had no clue and i said well where is <laughs> she goes um i said well where is it and she says it's in california i go i want to get a tan that was literally my response so we go down there for a weekend which is funny because i actually met seth that weekend on a fluke who later be, has become one of my best friends. And, um, but then we go home and sure enough, the Lord calls us to ministry school together. And so nine months out of recovery, I went to Bethel school of supernatural ministry. And what's crazy is in that nine months before school, this, you know, I'm now I'm operating in my gifts and like, I touch people, demons leave. I talk to people, their whole life gets changed. So I have this huge identity that is completely in my gifts and I don't know it. I think I'm good. I think me and God are good. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And then I go to ministry school and I love to tell people that I went to ministry school to learn how to not minister. And because I didn't know I was a daughter. And so the Lord wow. literally had me lay down all my gifts. I didn't know how to connect to people. 
as Jenna, I only knew how to like meet people, read their mail, fix their lives and move on. And because I had no skills, I had no connection skills of any kind. So I got that first year, second year, my second year revival pastor becomes my best friend. She still is. In fact, that's who I'm going to Mexico with tonight. Um, And, um, and she really helped me bring the huge gifting and anointing and bring the identity because they were still separated. I went from like the girl that was super, super spiritual to now, if you wanted to have a spiritual talk with me, you only love me for my gifts. I totally did the pendulum swing. And uh, so she really helped bring that all together where I just was me all the time and that it was okay that I, like, I remember her saying to me, it's okay that you're a grandma who's a sneakerhead who loves rap, who slays demons, who talks to angels, who's really detailed. And it's okay. (laughs) She says, it's okay that you're all of those things at the same time. And, but out of fear, I was letting out who, what I thought would be received based on who I was with. I didn't know how to fully be me. So then I don't know how it happened. Somehow I skipped third year and ended up on staff as the prophetic deliverance pastor. And it was so divine how God did it. Um, So I honestly thought I was in my destiny. I was working at the Transformation Center. I didn't do Sozo. I I, Only God would take a girl that nobody knew what to do with, but knew that God was doing something with her. And I remember when Donna De Silva says to me, uh, we haven't hired anybody in eight years, but we want to, you know, the Lord gave me a dream and we want to bring you on staff. And I'm like, I don't do Sozo. She's like, why would you need to? You have a cheat sheet type of a thing. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's nothing like Sozo so powerful. I've seen so many people set free through that. And Donna was really good for me, but she told me, she says, God's going to launch your ministry from here. And so I really had no grid for what that was like, but I was there and um, I became the most known unseen girl. Like everybody did sessions with me. Everybody came to my office, um, but you never saw me out and about. I never, yeah. like I was so hidden and I didn't know it. It was through my own thoughts. I really, I really still had a lot of self stuff going on. And so I could go be that powerful deliverance pastor, but I didn't know how to just connect and just be in community. So then I go to, I meet Tim Davis on the craziest fluke um, ever, which was so divine by God, how that happened. Which those of you who are listening, we have an episode of exploring the industry with Tim Davis. You can go back and listen. He's an amazing musical director in uh, the entertainment industry. Yeah. And just super like has become such a dear family him and his wife and kids have been like they're in my they're in my heart like in my family and um so tim brings me down to meet them and i'm down here and then that's when seth said to me you're gonna go to modern prophet with me which seth is your best friend who was the children's pastor at bethel for quite a while and is now yeah staff at austin bethel which is another church that's connected to bethel Absolutely. And so Seth goes, you're going to come and you're going to sit in the front row next to me. And I said, "Uh, uh-uh, I don't even sit in the front row at a church I'm an ordained pastor at because I was still hiding so much. And uh, he goes, nope, you're done hiding. And then that was, I met you that afternoon. And then um, the Lord that day said, I didn't tell a soul and the Lord, but the Lord told me I was moving to LA. And I said, okay, Lord, if you're for real, for real, like for real, for real, and you want my yes <laughs> to be so loud, I want a word from Sean. And then sure enough, that night. And so um, that night, my life changed in a moment. I, I literally went from unseen to seen in a moment. And 
now all the things that you prophesied over me where you said um, it's actually supposed to be mass produced and in entertainment and in productions and and uh, books and all this stuff like that was before I had a podcast that was before I'd been in movies that was before filming TV shows that like none of that existed I didn't even have heartscaping as a business I wasn't even licensed then and I'm living in the fullness of that word at the moment you know like all of that is completely my normal everyday life now and um two years later and so um yeah I you know, I've been doing sessions, one-on-one sessions, um, a lot of travel. I started speaking more publicly, which I didn't know I would love and I love, but you know, the Lord's, you know, my, it's taking some big turns and adjustments right now. The Lord's doing a lot, but, but that's, you know, how I ended up here. Well, yeah. You know, you mentioned me in the story. I think when I first saw you, I just could see, I saw the whole prophetic crazy prophet side, but I also saw the friend, the one who is a friend of God. And that was mm, what yeah. I, you know draws people to you all over the place because you feel so authentic. You use the term earlier that's a very common term for you, which is naked eyes here, which means you see open visions or visions as real as you and me. And there's yeah. people out there who see those. And uh, usually they get real weird or they get real isolated because they don't know what to do with that. Right. And especially because it happens, a lot of people are born with it or it happens from the time they're little. Like you went through some crazy stuff because of that. Yeah. But now you've been able to even speak into people's process who have that experience. Mm -hmm. And I've had a few of those in my lifetime, but it's not the normal way for me. The normal way for me is hearing God through impressions, which is the normal way for 95% of all Christians is they hear God through their inner thought life. But you see a lot of visions. You see a lot of things, but you stay so grounded. Can you tell us some of those stories that are like the times where you've seen something so beautiful or awesome that it it changed you or someone else? Oh my word. There's so many. Um, I think, well, first of all, I actually, it doesn't ever turn off for me. Like, like I see all day, every day around everyone. And I, now it's like, I cold, you know, like I boss it out, but it wasn't like that. Like I remember one time being so overwhelmed, um, with the powerful of the angelic in Winco (laughs) because, um, there was something going on in Winco in the grocery store. I was with my friend Holly and um, there was actually a baby with a mom that I could tell was super, super sick. And you wouldn't know by the naked eye, but you could really tell there was stuff going on in the baby. I think was, um, I would say cancer based on what I felt. And I remember praying for that baby and, you know, all of a sudden the angelic that showed up and it was so overwhelming and I could feel it in my physical body that I ended up, I was standing in the vegetable section of Winco's yelling at the top of my lungs. The power of God is so real. And Holly is dying. Like it was so overwhelming. I couldn't even contain it. Um, But I do know that like one of the things is most people come under what they sense and what they see. And they spend all their time trying to navigate like feelers. They end up isolating because they don't want to be around anybody they feel slime on. And it's like when we switch and we filter that through the love of the Lord and we realize people that are slimed or people that have demonic around on them, in them, whatever, that is what their soul is exhausted fighting against. It's not who they are. Somebody could be riddled with 
all of this horrificness, but that's not who they are. And when you are so close to the heart of God, you don't see what's attacking them or what they feel like. You see who they're supposed to be. And when you speak to that, and when, you know, perfect love casts out fear, when you can not be intimidated by what's on them or worry about how their slime affects you and you just speak to who they are and release the perfect love of heaven, it actually frees them. And so a lot of people don't yeah, know I, this. Oh, good. I was just going to say to that. I think part of that, though, is that you have to understand that he who is within you is greater and the love of God yeah. is greater than yeah. sin and bondage and demons and everything else. And so in the core of what, when you look at people, you see their value in the midst of seeing all those other things where I think a lot right. of people who get caught up in visions, they don't always understand how to interpret that or keep that as their theological, like kind of boundary stone that they don't right. move, which is God loves right. this person. And that right. right there is the thing that keeps it no matter how big the demon or the oppression it's never scared you. Like I've watched you and you right. just don't, you, you're fearless because you see the love of God for the person. And I think that that's right. so key because I feel like so many people fail on that. So Jenna, let's talk about some, some of the ways that the prophetic actually impact your own life. Because one of the things I love about both of you and I are the same. We hear from God for ourselves and he walks right. us through journeys that sometimes yeah. become a parallel for what the body of Christ is going through. And we can share that. Sometimes it's just part of how we walk with God and the prophetic what yeah. is something currently he's doing that you're walking out with him? Because I love how he uses both resources and time and people, meeting people, connections. He uses all these things to speak to you and also yeah. to speak through you to others, which is really profound. So what's something you're walking out? Okay, well, I want to say it's really crazy. Um, <laughs> God, and, and, I, and I don't think people realize that God talks to us even through our goofy personalities and will reach <laughs> us in ways that we don't expect. And a lot of times we just count it because it doesn't look like what we were taught in church. You know, God doesn't always show up with, Oh, holy tis of thee, you know? And the fact is, is what's walking out now started two weeks before I met you. And it was one of the most radical encounters. In fact, I got the lyrics to this song tattooed on my leg because of this encounter. Um, <laughs> I love that. It's, yeah. Well, and what's really funny is, you know, everybody knows I'm really real and raw and I don't change my stories to fit what always makes people feel the perfect church. And the fact is, is I would love to say that I was lost in worship and that I was in deep intercession. But the truth is, is I had been sitting there Googling the rap battle between Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly. And I was literally looking up rap battles and all of a sudden I got up and I went and uh, took a shower and I'd set my phone down and it's really funny. And you might have to, if you want to edit this out, I get it. But when I came back um, and I was not dressed yet and I sat down, all of a sudden I hear this voice in my room, which isn't always not normal. I know that sounds weird, but it happens. But I realized it was my Bluetooth speaker. And I was thinking to myself, that sounds like Christine DeMarco. And I realized that when I sat down, I sat on my phone and my booty had hit a YouTube video. And I just thought that's God. God would do that. God would be that funny. And I felt like I was watching rap battles. So the fact that it went to something Bethel kind of was like, okay, Lord, there's obviously something in this that you have for me. And so I started to watch this and it was this old little short film where Christine had filmed uh, from when she lived in San Francisco before she went to Bethel and how when she would play guitar for that um, 
drunks and the uh, prostitutes in the streets. And in this moment, she says this sentence. She says, sometimes God will allow you to go down the rabbit hole of darkness until you're uh, desperate enough to let the light in. And all of a sudden, I literally transported, like everything in me went back to the moment when I sat Mm. on in this chair and I said the words out loud, I'm going to die old and alone and an addict. There's no hope for me. And the Lord took me back to that moment. Now, see, at that time, even if God would have shown up in that moment at that time, I was nowhere able to receive love. Like I, what I've had to go through to open my heart to be able to receive love has been harder than walking through traumas, honestly. And but my heart's fully connected now and I'm fully able to receive love now. And so the Lord took me back to that moment and showed me the love that he had for me when I was in the deepest pit of darkness. and. He says to me, with every wonderful, epic, amazing thing that you've done, I do not love you more than I did when you were her. And it took out any bit of striving of that, still that pressure of trying to fix myself. And when he showed me that no matter where we're at and what we do, his love is unchanging. All that changes is our capacity to receive it. And all of a sudden, I, I then I'm back. Okay. And all of a sudden, I burst into what I would call the deepest soul cry ever. And I start bellowing out. I'm like, God, because, okay, now, mind you, I want to pause here for a second. One of the things that was going on in my life at the moment was um, a lot of the people close to me didn't know how to deal with the favor on my life. And every time I would try to speak about God and what he was doing, people would say to me, well, I don't hear God like that. It was always so full of doubt. And there was this thing in me, like, you don't understand the gospel is that simple. And I I felt this constantly hitting my head against the wall because I just, it was hard for me because I just wanted everybody around me to experience him the way that I did. Mm. And I burst into these tears and I, and Jesus is all of a sudden standing in front of me. He is as a man standing in front of me. Wow. And like I said, I'm not even dressed yet. I just got out of the shower. I was looking at rap battles. It came out of a rap battle. (laughs) And all of a sudden, (laughs) Jesus isn't standing. And I love to say that because it's so not religious. It's like sometimes people think we've got to pray so hard and worship so hard in order to experience him like that. But it's not. God will show up any way that you allow him to. And so he's standing there in front of me. And I just start weeping. And I go, God. I don't know if this is okay. And I don't know if I'm supposed to think like this or not, but sometimes I think that you actually love me more than you love other people. And I don't know what to do with that. I I feel it like, Lord, why do you do all these amazing things? Lord, why do you give me cars? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Lord, I don't understand. And I want this person to know you like this. And I want this person to know you like this. And I'm just weeping for the people that I know. Like, I'm like, Lord, I just, if I could release anything, Lord, if I could ever ask for any anointing, I just want to be able to say something, do something where in a moment people would be able to step into that level of intimacy with you. And that I could just release this level of connection with you, Lord, because I just, and he just goes, shh. Now, I don't care. People can say it may have been coincidence, but to me, it was so divine. But as this is all happening while the Bluetooth is still going with Christine, right? And all of a sudden it switches and it's Stephanie Gretz singers, we dance. Mm. And all of a sudden those words, I'm weeping those words, you steady me, slow and sweet. We sway, take the lead and I will follow you. 
I'm ready now to just believe. And I stood up in my room, thankful that all of my roommates were in other countries at the time. And I danced, I danced in the natural with Jesus weeping. And there was something in me that solidified into the level of identity and love that he had for me that all of a sudden to this day, I don't care who you are. I don't care. You could be the president of any country. You could be a movie. It doesn't matter. No one is able to say something to me that takes away my identity and, or, or, or can even make me feel bad about myself. Like I'm the kind of person now that if you were to walk up to me and say, um, wow, you're really ugly or you're really fat. I would be like, well, actually, would you like a session so we can work through why you feel like you need to speak that way to other people? You know, (laughs) like it's so different, you know? And, so what happened was when you spoke that word over me and you said it lifted a couple of weeks ago, but since then, now my daughter says, or the Lord says, my daughter will be seen. And I knew in that moment when you said it, that that had happened two weeks exactly before you spoke that wow. word over me. And I knew it was that moment. So since then, I have been told over and over and over and over and over that when people do their sessions with me, that they step into things in a moment that they never knew. The thing is, is when you carry a breakthrough, you release it in the spirit, right? So when I, when I am doing sessions with people, I'm not, you know, people come to me riddled with pornography and addiction and this and that. It's like, I'm not worried about your behaviors. Let's get to the root behind why you have them. And being able to go into those first partnerships and release that perfect love of heaven. And so that's why it's so accelerated that people tell me all the time, I I paid thousands and thousands of dollars for 10 years and I meet with you for one hour, you know? And it's like, but it's because God is that powerful. And when you, when you have walked through that and carry that anointing or that breakthrough, you can release it in the spirit. Yeah. And so since then I have had multiple encounters like that. And what's funny is I just went through a season, you know, of, really going through the fire for like, it's the longest fire I've been through in a while. And then right before the sabbatical, the reason why I went on this sabbatical was because, um, like, you know, Seth and Seth Dahl and Michelle Lutz, they were like, Bevy, you're fried. Like, that's my nickname. They call me Bevy. They're like, Bevy, you're fried. You need to take a break. And I was like, I know, I know. And, um, so I had really been in that place for the first time in a long time where I kind of felt like God was quiet. But I knew he was there. So I continue to talk to him, even when I'm hurting, even when I'm walking through it. I always talk to him, even in mess, you know. Well, then the day before my sabbatical. So for two weeks, I did double, triple sessions to get ready for sabbatical. And the day before I wake up in the morning, I'm exhausted. I feel defeated. I'm normally someone that just wakes up with so much hope and anticipation. And all of a sudden, Jesus is this is just like six weeks ago or seven weeks ago. And Jesus is standing in front of me and the same type of a thing. And I actually played, we dance. I danced with them. I said, Jesus, if I never pray for another person, if I never do another deliverance, if I never do anything else, I always want to be in this dance. And I want every single epic thing in my life that unfolds to be a fruit of the dance that I'm in instead of the reason that I'm in it. And All of a sudden I said, oh my gosh, Jesus, do you know what this means? Do you know what this means? This means that I get to spend my sabbatical on the best romance with you instead of feeling like I'm trying to get back to you. And sure enough, I went the next six weeks on the most epic trip with Jesus and just, and so I just got back and just started, you know, back to work and the last couple of weeks. And now 
um, ended up last night, I had a massage and in that massage had an encounter with him. And the Lord says, you have been going after inner healing for so long. He goes, but I'm just going to, in a moment, remove any trauma left from your body. And I wow. knew that there was still things I had been going. And I literally through the massage felt any trauma that was left, leave my body last night. So you watch, you watch, I'm going to continue to lose weight. I'm going to continue to be healthy. And the Lord's been, I told the Lord forever, I'm so free on the inside and I just want my outside to match the inside. And so this last year has been that it's been crazy journey. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for going at it that way because so many people do the wrong thing and they even sometimes can perfect the outside without having any change on right. the inside. And it's right. so beautiful to watch like who you are inside just keeps manifesting more and more and bubbling more and more throughout your personality, <laughs> throughout your body, throughout your spirit, just yeah. everything. It's just such a right process. Well, I have one question I'm asking everybody yes. in season four. Okay. And it's because we're in such a weird time, right? Because 2020 right. is so crazy. 2021, we're looking at it going, okay, what now? And a lot of people have been disappointed by prophecy at some point in their life or have given a mm -hmm. word that hasn't totally landed for somebody. And so they've had to take right. responsibility. Have you ever had an experience like either one of those? And how did God resolve it? Like, do you have a, one of those experiences where God resolved it or that, or that he just resolved your heart, even if he didn't resolve the word? Yes, actually. Um... Well, it's a difficult one. Um, honestly, I really steward my words really well. And most of the stuff has happened. Like, I really don't have much that doesn't happen. Um, I think that when I was really, really shut down regarding romantic love for a really long time, and then last year, um, I actually started to let sci-fi where I'm just going to, I'm so, I have no problem being transparent about this because it's my yeah. journey. And, um, last year, someone actually started to, uh, pursue what I felt was pursue my heart. And I started to, um, maybe consider, you know, that, and, um, I, I actually started to have fun with it. I started to laugh and giggle. I actually started to get a little bit giddy. I started to believe in romantic love again. And I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, I, I've never really known. I mean, I got married at 18 and I've not, you know, yeah. dated other than my husband. So there's a lot of arrested development there and I was aware of it. And um, I was like, Lord, I want to base all of my feelings and emotions and how deep I go into this based on what you're saying, not how I feel. Right. And yeah. I actually felt like God was on it. I actually really felt like he was on it. And then uh, last Christmas Eve, um, this person calls and I answer like, I mean, it was normal to talk to him. I was actually with uh, Seth and Lauren at the house uh, before that. This was before they moved to Austin and before I moved to Beverly Hills and um, sitting there and he calls and I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And this woman is like, why are you in my man's phone as James? And all of a sudden, oh, wow. all this that I believed in fell like my heart just broke. And with infidelity being something from my past, like it really, it really was a lot to go through. And so, of course, I did the extreme. I wanted to shut down. And then my amazing friend, my friends, uh, Madeline and Nate, uh, Nate calls me out of the blue and he says, Jenna, Madeline told me what happened and I don't want you to recoil your heart just because he turned out how he was. It was so beautiful to see you finally believe in that again and see wow. you um, 
romantic and giddy. And I said, actually, I go, nope, I'm over it. I'm done. Forget it. You know, I, I was already shut down. And I go, you know what? I go, I actually have no problem getting over this person. I said his name. And I go, that's not the problem. I go, what the, what's the problem for me? And where I'm trying to reconcile with God is, um, how did I not see this? I'm one of the most discerning people on the planet. How did I not see this? How did I not see that he was so trifling? How did I not see? And I, and I love what Nate said to me and it changed everything. He said, because you're not supposed to process your romantic heart with your spiritual gifts. Okay. Mic drop. (laughs) I went, why not? Why not? Why can't I? Why can't I use my spiritual gifts to make my heart safe before I trust? You know why? It sounds perfect to me, you know? And so since then, what the Lord has done really took that situation where I really was disappointed in God. I actually felt like I know the truth in my head, but my heart actually felt like God had lied to me and that I was believing in something that I felt like he was on. And I actually hear God so well, that it actually felt like I was deceived. Right. And so sometimes realizing we may not, the outcome may not always look like what we expect, because honestly, now looking back, the amount of growth and the amount of healing and the amount of wholeness that came out of that situation was actually worth my pain for the moment. Because there's things that matured in me, that grew in me, that settled in me, that would have not happened without that situation. So now, uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was in Washington, um, again, I woke up, Jesus was there. And he reminded me that a few years ago when I was still in ministry school, I had recognized the immaturity of my heart and I'd given Jesus my heart in this beautiful box to hold the key. And I said, I'm going to give this to you until I'm mature enough to handle it. And um, he actually, a couple of weeks ago, gave me my heart back And it looked like a gate and it looked like a diamond. It was etched as a huge diamond with that key in the center of it. And he says to me, Jenna, this wasn't about you being good enough to be able to steward your heart. It was about you trusting me enough that we do it together. And I realized what the Lord had healed was my level of trust in him that he even has my heart protected in that because that's where my faith was really challenged. I have huge faith in every area, but when it came to romantic love, I had little, I had none. And so now I have my heart back, me and God steward it together. I don't know where that's going. There's no one on my radar, but I feel like that's going to change. But there was a lot of disappointment and I, and I had a lot of words about this person. I had a lot of people say um, amazing things. In fact, um, JJ had given me a huge word at the time that this guy was in my life. But what's funny is um some of those things that JJ spoke are actually more prevalent now. So just because that word didn't match that situation doesn't mean that it wasn't true. Cause you and I both know JJ is always on point. <laughs> <laughs> totally. She's, she's our intercessor for Bulls Ministries. For those of you who are wondering, mm-hmm. who's this JJ? Thank you right, so much yeah, for being sorry. vulnerable with that and with everything else yeah. you've shared. Seriously, like your heart uh, is just a real time process. And I love that because yeah. I think a lot of times people hear stories when they're years later when the person tells it a certain way but then there's that growth like new parents need to talk to other new parents right now right about yeah. certain things that are happening and new people who are awakening to different prophetic not that they're new in the prophetic but new things they're experiencing the prophetic right. maybe it is romance maybe it's something else that you've shared in your story they need to hear someone who's current or within 10 years of it you know versus right. a pastor who might be 
80 years old who could tell you what happened 60 years ago. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I love that you shared so vulnerably today. Thank you so much. How do people get a hold of you, Jenna, if they want to have a session with you or if they want to have you yeah. on their podcast, TV show, or invite you to their church? Yeah, I now have an invite button on my website. My website is www.heartscaping.co. And also there's my Instagram is Jenna Winston 20 and there's a link tree in there. Um, I also have a Facebook page just called Heartscaping. And uh, I have a podcast um, that has just been so fun that you were on before I was on yours. I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> and um, uh, try to think what else. And I have, you know, I have e-courses on there. I have live teachings that I do, but it's all through my website or my Instagram. It's all linked up on there. And I do have a lot of Perfect. stuff on YouTube. So, yeah. Thanks so much for connecting today and exploring the yeah. prophetic. Absolutely. So fun. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I love it. God has wired you for hearing his voice. And this isn't rocket science. Through my best-selling book, Translating God, I introduced a love-based approach to the revelation gifts like prophecy and words of knowledge, then bring you on a full circle journey biblically on how to practice these gifts right now in your life. Be your own best personal prophet, and then have the authority from that place to speak to the world around you. We have an anniversary bundle available for you right now that you can get at our website at www.bullsministries.com. In this anniversary bundle, you're gonna get Translating God the book, Translating God the workbook, and also our brand new e-course that you're gonna love. We just made it really practical. It's gonna take you on the whole journey of how to translate God for you and the world around you. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more. Or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.